Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Uh, updating you throughout the course of the day on Damar Hamlin. Uh, we thought uh, a player perspective could be added today. He's got three Super Bowl rings, a multiple-time Pro Bowler, member of the Fox Sports family. So go back to your career. You know, your linemen age generally poorly. You guys have to have more weight. The collisions are nonstop. There's a lot of – some head trauma. Um these days, receivers tend to be a bit more protected, quarterbacks a bit more protected, but you spent, you know, Mark, God, you spent 15 years in that tunnel. Um, you know, go back to it. Did you, when you watched that last night, did you, ever have, did you ever have one of those moments where somebody laid on the field that you knew or didn't know? Because um, for me, for somebody that's never played, I, I mean, I was sick to my stomach. Right. I can't imagine being a former player. What did it take you? Yeah, well, I think as a former player, as a player, you're used to, you know, moving the drill and having injuries and and fairly severe injuries um, that, um, you know, happen on a football field. There's a 100% likelihood that you're going to get injured if you're on a football field. And we all know the consequences that, uh, you know, that are very severe uh, of playing this game that we love. Um, And so we all understand that as we go in. Um, watching that, that was surreal. That was a different level. And, you know, I've been on the football field when guys have been injured. And like I said, we've moved the drill. We had a severe neck injury in training camp where the ambulance came on to the football field and we just moved our goal line drill to the other goal line. Um, So you're fairly desensitized to some of that stuff. But yesterday and last night, that was a different story. They knew the severity of, of what was going on. And, you know, ultimately, Colin, as, as terrible as it seemed, um, I, I've talked on my radio show this morning. I've talked to several other people. It's probably the best place in the world that it could have happened because you're not talking about having medical professionals there within minutes. You're talking about within seconds yeah. being treated. And 
that quite frankly could um, and hopefully did save that young man's life. But um, yeah, it's, it's devastating. And, and like I said, you know, there's, there's a love and there's a passion. And I talk about this all the time. It's the lifeblood that courses through my veins. And it's something that has afforded me this incredible opportunity. And I think oftentimes um, when tragedies hit us as people, we sit back and say, why me? And my perspective last night was why me from the standpoint of why am I the guy that was chosen to be blessed and why are all of us, you know, not suffering some of those tragic consequences. So I think it does lend perspective. Um, and obviously there was at that point, I don't think there's any way you can go back to playing that football game. So I thought the right decision was made. Um, I wasn't mad that it took a while for it to be made. Um, because I think the concern was for that player and what was going on and the procedures that they were going through. So, you know, I, I, I commend the NFL. I commend the medical professionals that were there. I commend every player, man, woman, and child that were on that field, you know, watching that thing happen, all the people in the stands, because, uh, you know, the, the gravity of the situation was was obviously very serious. You're in a unique spot where you played for a couple of teams um, in a very physical position, and now you're a broadcaster, and you also are a regular visitor to Broncos practice or NFL practices. And mm -hmm. I've said, my, I can remember, Mark, years ago, I was in San Francisco watching UFC at the very beginning of it. And there was eye gouging, and I remember telling a friend, I'm like, you, 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 no advertiser is going to be on this. And they cleaned it up. And now it's very popular, although still regulated levels of violence. So in the NFL, it does appear to me when I watch, I don't go to practice regularly, but it does appear to be a safer game. Then they put on a 17th game. Then they do Thursday night football. So I'm like, boy, you're sending mixed messages to guys, you know, be safe. But here's more. Sure. Here are more hits as a former player that goes to practice today. Do you think the league is safer and doing enough? Yeah, they're they are much safer than they were. And obviously the amount of collisions and the things that um, we did, even in my time compared to the way things are operated today are completely different. So they have made a conscious effort to clean that stuff up. And um, players have much more of a voice than they did during my time. And obviously the league has a much deeper concern from the standpoint of they have more knowledge about concussions and some of the other things that, um, you know, that derail careers and derail lives for that matter. So um, they're very conscientious about that, and I'll give them a lot of credit for that. Um, that said, yeah, there are mixed messages. Um, this is still an entertainment for profit organization. Right. And every one of us that signs up for it understands that that's the life we signed up for. And listen, people ask me all the time, you know, I had 29 surgeries during the course of my career. I had 20 knee surgeries. I had seven elbow surgeries, I had a back surgery, I had a kidney surgery over the course of my career, I had a surgery on a Sunday night at one o'clock in the morning, checked myself out of the hospital and played Monday night the next day. Um, that's what we do because we're passionate about what we do and we understand the consequences of what we do. And I would do it all over again without even hesitation, without even thinking about it. So, um, uh, I, I heard Ryan Clark say this last night, and Ryan Clark did a phenomenal job on television. Um, but he said, you know, that young man started that day. There was no place he'd rather be yeah. than right there on that football field in the biggest game of his life. And um, and I believe that to be true. And so, um, 
you know, that's where DeMar wanted to be. That's what he's trained his whole life for. That's what he's worked his whole life for. And, um, and I, like I said, I think we all understand the consequences, but I don't think we ever really think about or try to put out of our minds the potential of death or the potential of paralyzation. But we all know that's, that's a reality of the game we play. And so, um, again, I'm just thankful right now that, um, that the, the people that were involved, uh, you know, had the wherewithal and, and, and the alacrity to get to him and, and, um, basically treat him. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it, he, uh, he comes out of this okay. You know, I here's where I defended the league, and I work at Fox, obviously, and the NFL is a real big deal here. So I, I know I can get criticism for saying this, but this is where I defended the league, is that sometimes you'll see, Mark, um, in a natural disaster or a crisis, the president calls a governor, who calls a mayor, who calls the head of the National Guard, who talks to the men and women on the ground, is that you don't have all the information. And it didn't bother me that the coaches next to their players hearing their dialogue were the ones that huddled with the officials and said, hey, we're not, this isn't going to work here. Some people in the media were saying, you got to cancel it immediately. But it's like, you know, the precinct's got to check in. Like this stuff, crisis, you can plan all you want right. for crisis, then it happens, and then all of a sudden you're not prepared for it. That didn't bother me the coaches making the call up instead of the information coming down. Did you, did it bother you a little bit that there should be protocols in place for that stuff? Yeah, I don't know. The protocols in place are NFL teams trained for these type of scenarios. The medical professionals at those games train for these type of scenarios in the off season. Um, they work at this, and they are as good as it gets when it comes to treating these, you know, just horrific injuries that happen in the National Football League, but also a situation like this. So that's what they're trained for. Um, I don't look at the NFL and say, hey, let's train for the, you know, let's train for something that, um, you know, frankly, and I heard Peter King on your show earlier, uh, that, that collision happens 200 times a weekend. I mean, it's it's just one of these freak accidents that happen. And I don't think until you get all the information and you take your time during the process and you talk to the coaches and you talk to the players and where are we at and what are you guys thinking and what is the latest on um, on DeMar and, and on and on it goes, I just don't think you make any snap decision. Um, that's not going to help anything. So, I mean, so what? So they, they call it within five minutes. Do you feel better? The same, the kid is still, you know, the kid's still fighting for his life. I just, I think you wait till all the information is in. You talk to the principals that are there, where they're at, what they're thinking about, and you wait to get all the information. The other thing is, man, you're just waiting to, to see, hopefully, that, you know, DeMar is fine. He's going to be okay. Normally, we're used to seeing guys get hurt, you know, giving us the thumbs up and, all that kind of stuff. I just think you took your time, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong in a critical situation of being a critical thinker. And it takes time to be a critical thinker. You've got to put all the scenarios together. So I'm not going to look at the NFL and bash the NFL for taking its time to make a decision. To They, they made the right decision. Isn't that what matters? Uh, this may feel pithy today, but I'd be... Uh, um, uh, 
I want to ask you one Bronco question. There are reports mm-hmm. that Harbaugh's been offered twenty million dollars, and that they're they're going to go get a veteran star coach. Um, I think it's probably the right move. Somebody with experience. Harbaugh was very good in the NFL, and Sean Payton has been better. Um, what do you make of that search? What do you think transpires here over the next six to eight weeks? Well, yeah, the Broncos, I mean, uh, they're going to be in that search. And, of course, as I like to call their ownership group, uh, ownership ownership uh, deep pockets because uh, they got more money than anybody else in the National Football League. So they'll do a thorough shor- search. They still have to do the, uh, you know, comply with the Rooney rule, which is at least two out of uh, – you know, out of the organization, uh, minority candidates. So they still have to, to, uh, to put that search into place. Um, but as, as far as Jim Harbaugh is concerned, and I talked to Brock Hewer, our uh, colleague on, on, on uh, college football this morning. And he said one thing that resonated with me everywhere that, um, that Jim Harbaugh has gone, he's built a bully. Uh, he understands how to build an NFL franchise from the inside out. And, um, and that's one thing that I believe not only this franchise needs, but I believe that Russell Wilson needs um, to put him back in a system, to put him back in an organization that operated like the organization he was in for 10 years in Seattle. Um, and that's one thing that Jim has al- always been able to do in everywhere that he's been, whether it's the University of San Diego, whether it was at Stanford, whether it was San Francisco early or now here in Michigan, he's been able to build that bully. So. He would be the guy that would make a lot of sense. Um, I think the other thing you have to think about when you talk about Sean Payton, our colleague here at Fox, is Sean is you're gonna you're gonna be required to compensate the New Orleans Saints. Right. And you gave a lot of your draft capital away when you signed Russell Wilson. So I don't know what that does in regards to what they're going to be looking for for Sean Payton, but I don't know if that you know uh, if that eliminates the Broncos from that yeah. potential candidate yeah they're already a little shy on draft capital next year mark schlereth as always fox sports appreciate your insight buddy on a tough day yeah absolutely my pleasure all right mark schlereth good guy be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific on fox sports radio fs1 and the iheart radio app there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news! This is the Herdline News. Go to Detroit, where the Lions are still in the playoff mix, heading into the final week of the season. Boy, that's they good for that fan base. They need some help. Dan yes. Campbell's guys need some help. First of all, they need Seattle to lose to the Rams. And that game earlier, Rams-Seahawks a few weeks back, was yeah. very close. Where's Seattle the, where's the game drive. this week? Do we know where the game is? It's in are? Seattle. All right. I don't know that it matters. They just lost a linebacker for the season, Jordan Brooks, to an ACL. Um, but, you know, if Detroit does lose... Oh, I'm sorry, if Seattle loses, Detroit has a chance to win and in. You just have to beat the Packers at Lambeau. Mm. Sunday Night Football, expected oh. temperatures, high teens, low yeah, 20s. Just, that feels... Jared Goff splits. Cold weather, road, all the splits. He's not no good way. under 30 degrees. He's not good on the road, and this is the coldest place. And, and anytime I put that on social media, Lions fans are quick to remind me that Jared Goff has played well in outdoor games this season, None will be the Arctic blast that he's going to be facing at Lambeau. All that being said, Dan Campbell is excited to be in this position. Do you feel this team deserves to be on Sunday Night Football? What do you think? You do? I do too. I do too. So, but that's not for up, up for me to decide, you know. But, um, you know, I know we'll put up a hell of a fight one way or another. Listen, I just, I don't care. I, I just want to play, you know. <laughs> so it's coming, and it'll be down the wire, and they'll be there, we'll be there, and uh, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be an exciting game. I mean, listen, Detroit being in this spot to win and go to the playoffs potentially, what a leap for the franchise. That yeah. whole Stafford thing, this year they're better than the Rams. Oh, by far. <laughs> so, I mean, it it, it, it looked like at the time uh, the Rams made off with Stafford, but they gave up some first-round picks. Yeah. I think, if I could be wrong, I think the Lions have two first and two second. And they've shown a real ability the last couple of years to draft. So they're going to have four potential starters in the draft if they hit on them. They got a good team, man. And yeah. uh, shout-out to Dan Campbell for that hat. Did you see it? Grit. grit. There right. is a book on grit. Uh, came out many years ago. I read it. I have it on my bookshelf. If you want to borrow it. You know, I would some, like uh, to. Leisure read. It's a good book. I could use a little grit and perseverance. This like stuff it. is important. Um, all right, what are we doing here next? Let's see. Uh, oh, geez, do we have to talk about the New York Jets? Oh boy. Uh, listen, we talked about them a lot 
this fall, Colin. And rightfully so. They were good for a few minutes. But, uh, you know, things kind of faded behind Zach Wilson struggling, of course. There have been rumors that the Jets are moving on from him. Yeah. It's only been two years. However, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network says that the Jets will not be shopping. What's that mean? So he's on the roster or they'll cut him? Listen, this is all, you know, they're, they're the Jets are playing games here. We're not shopping Zach Wilson. Well, of well, course they're going to take a call if somebody calls about well, Zach Wilson. Well, somebody gave you a six-round pick for him, take it. But who's calling about Zach Wilson? Well, I don't know. He's Again, when you're a number two pick in the draft, you get a second team. Somebody is going to roll the dice because somebody will say to themselves, well, the Jets have a defensive coach. It's a bad O-line. You know, people talk themselves into... Yeah. Uh, we saw Josh Rosen. Remember, he was like he's the 10th overall pick. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, he maybe, was this year. He, he, everybody gets a second chance, a yeah. third chance. Zach Wilson's very young. Um, you know, Jay Glazer said Wilson was on his way out. I think we can agree. He's not going to be back next year, Zach Wilson, uh, with the Jets. Um, maybe they're trying to get some leverage on a trade here. Again, Colin, they got to move on from Zach Wilson. Yeah, I don't know if, like, if you see will. him in training camp with the Jets, I think people are going to be a little bit upset. It's like, yeah. I'd rather, Mike White seems like a safer backup. Yeah, I don't know what the. But I, I will say is. that um, that clunker on Sunday did not give you a ton of confidence with the coaching staff, did it? That Listen, was as bad. Uh, it was a bad. See, it, but then it gets Colin to the point of, like, uh, the head coach didn't have a great game plan coming in defensively. Right. That happened. The offensive coordinator did not have a great game plan. This is only their second year. You can't say, well, they're on alert for next year. Well, Pete knows that offense because it's from San Francisco. Yes, it's a great point. So Pete's seen that offense a lot and completely shut it down. But all these Jets fans wanted to move on from the OC. You know what Derek Carr is going to say? Oh, you're you're firing the OC already? No, I, the, the head coach? Like you got to have some stability. Give these guys a chance. Yes. Let it bake, right? Yeah. Uh, final story, Colin. Over in the NBA, again, this was missed last night. Um, Donovan Mitchell had 71. LeBron had a great performance um, in a win. But Klay Thompson, I saw, yeah, 54 points. I didn't see the game. Threes. This game was bananas. Oh, oh, he went crazy on threes. And they wanted at the buzzer on a Kevon Looney shot. Uh, Clay's best performance, by the way, since now, he had 60 in 2016. It was his fourth career 50-point game. Yeah. Now, they've been resting like Wiggins and the Steph's hurt, obviously. So, did I wonder how many people played last night. They're, they're, well, they need, they, listen, they got to they, they gotta win some games here. Uh, well, they're, they, they're on a home players. stand now, and they're yes. playing better. I think so. they're 17-2 and two at home. Yeah. But so. listen, it was nice for Clay to bounce back. Here's what he said after dropping 54. There were some uh, hard days for me when I didn't know this would be possible and to live it in real time. Um, I'm just going to embrace the heck out of it. Just a big uh, confidence booster individually for myself. And um, we're almost nearing the halfway point, and it feels great to feel like my I'm getting better with every game. And uh, I'll know I'll be more consistent as the season goes on. After you know 30 games under my belt, I'm feeling just wonderful. I know you're not paying a lot of attention to the NBA. I watch I, I, some. Listen. I get on the treadmill and I watch a game or two, half a game. If, uh, if you're I, looking at the macro view of the league terrible. Right now, they're terrible this year, defensively and on the road. I think a lot of that is when you're in the NBA playoffs, you add 23 games or whatever amount of games. That's yep. why Jason Tatum of the Celtics got hurt last year. He's playing so many minutes. So you so you come into the next year as an old team with a lot of extra games, and they and what what are you going to give up? It's not your jumper, it's your defense. Everybody's gunning for the Warriors. Yeah. Team, yeah, and then you had the Draymond, Jordan, Poole thing. So on the road, the chemistry was fragile. They're really good. And and what they really have the ability to do, they've got more guys that can put the ball in the basket than Milwaukee, and they have 
more guys that can put the ball in the basket than Boston. I've said this. If Jason Tatum has an off night, you kind of become Jalen Brown and everything else. This team had... Pool now averages over 20. Steph will come back. Clay scored 54. Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah. This team has such, and they're so smart. They played in so many big games. They have such an experience advantage over everybody. Even Boston that's been in the playoffs. How many finals they've been in? These guys have been around the block. It, they're not going anywhere. But, Colin, if you look at the scores of some of these N- NBA games, there is. I know there was no defense in college football over the weekend, right? Yeah, I mean, those yeah. games were incredible. The NBA right now is playing zero defense. Nobody's even trying. Well, it's some historic. I mean, there was a night recently where eight guys, I think, scored 40 or more points. Like, it's it's gotten a little out of hand. Well, uh, it's the most talented the league's ever been. The There's, depth is incredible. Everybody can shoot. Yeah. Seven-foot guy. I mean, this kid, this number one pick, seven-foot-four. Have you watched him play? He looks like a, a wing. He looks like a 6'3 wing, 6'5 wing. That kid's going to be unstoppable. He'll score 30 a game as a rookie. It's it's really incredible, the depth of talent. You know, we got a global game now in the NBA. Back oh. in the 90s with Jordan, there, this, there was no global game. There's like seven international players. Go look at the leading scores. In the, it's like Jokic, Luka. I mean, a lot of oh, international talent. The league the, the, is as good as it's ever been. This this kid, this um, Victor, if you watch it, how do you stop that? There's nobody in the league that can stop yeah. that. He puts the ball in the day. He looks like Kevin Durant, but five inches taller. One of the most fun topics you can have, I had it on my podcast, is how many players would you not trade for the number one pick? Oh, I think if like, you... You look at the age of like Steph Curry, 34 years old. Are you trading him for the number one pick? Outside of Steph Curry, I would trade anybody on the roster for that player, for that young player. I mean, almost anyone in the league. There's like a handful of oh, guys. I'm, like I'm, Luka Doncic, you're probably not giving up. Uh, this, that kid's the best. That that kid's the best prospect. Luca? You, you, you. No, I'm just saying. I'm. I'm not. You're, they're not going to. Right. 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 Seven four. He's Kevin Durant with five inches. But this is basically your. Would you pick up a call for Aaron Rodgers? Like that kind of thing. Would you pick up a call for Jokic if it was for Wembenyama? I would trade Jokic in a heartbeat for this kid. Oh, he, a Jokic? That's amazing. In two seconds. He, he's won a couple MVP awards. Like right. Giannis is the real tough one. No, I'm not giving I up, Giannis. Give up Giannis. No, yes. no. Giannis never gets hurt. How about this, Jason Tatum? Yes. I I, I, I like Tatum a lot. So do I. I know. I love him. I don't him. know that I could part with him. Wembenyama though looks ridiculously uh, that, talented. That 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 is the classic can't miss. LeBron was a can't miss. Air Andrew Luck. There's certainly Luka. like John Elway. They say you know. Yeah. But it's like there's not many. It's about once a decade you get a can't miss. Yeah. That's about it. The tanking. Bryce Harper they said was a can't miss. Tiger yeah. Woods when he was 12 yeah. years old they're like that's can't miss. This feels like a Tiger. That's a good good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Back in a second, live in L.A., it's The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. 
Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Various guests today, different perspectives. Peter King stopped by our show. Mark Schlereth, the player's perspective. My friend for a long time, Nick Wright, joined us earlier today to talk about DeMar Hamlin. And I want to bring you a couple of minutes of that. I asked him about his thoughts on the NFL's decision to cancel the game. It would appear that the timely nature of the first responders on the field is why this, at the moment, DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition and not in worse condition. I think what they did was remarkable. Yeah. I mean, this, the, 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 what the medical experts are saying is this young man's heart stopped, and they, they gave him CPR and the defibrillation live on the field, which is what is giving him a chance, as his family said, to fight right now. It, it's, it's a remarkable job by them. And then I think what we saw in the aftermath was kind of the best and the worst of us societally, which is like the best of us was people were so sad and so distraught and wanted to do something that they have now given more than $3 million yes. to DeMar's charity of choice. Yes. That is the best of us. That is the hopeless. We all feel hopeless. What can we do? Let's do something. And that's the best. And then when I say the worst, I feel like we have a bad tendency, Colin, when something tragic happens, we want to find a boogeyman. Yeah. 
And sometimes it's just terrible things happen. Like the, the, the volume of people that were like, the NFL wanted them to play, shame on, the, the NFL did not want them to play five minutes later. What I am certain is true is that somewhere written on a piece of paper is, hey, if there's a horrific injury, you can give the players up to five minutes. And they were just going down the list. You know what I mean? I guess right. that's what we're doing. Yeah. But there's, there was no chance Roger Goodell or Troy Vincent were like, yeah, get them back out there and the players vetoed it that didn't but people wanted someone to be mad at they wanted to be mad at a tweet or they wanted to be mad at the league or charlatans wanted to be mad at vaccines because it's hard for us to reconcile that sometimes horrible things happen and there's nothing anyone could have done about it and so i you know it's a hard thing to deal with and i and I think the people involved did the best they possibly could in a brutal situation. You know, I, I was saying this earlier, Nick, is that, you know, let's let's um, like like a natural disaster. The president calls a governor who calls the mayor, who calls the National Guard, yes. who talks to the men and yes. women on the ground. And it takes a long time. There's there's miscommunication to your point is you're you're right. I mean, that. Roger Goodell's greatest fear is last night, the idea that it's easy to have seven different phone calls, and then eventually we see the Buffalo trainers coming out and wrapping up all their stuff. To your point, let's, let's just be sympathetic and, and, and less judgmental. Yeah. I don't think they were ever playing. I don't think there was they're, – they're, they're, football players have been – and athletes, but football players in particular have been conditioned that if someone suffers a football injury – you have to compartmentalize and move on. And we have seen guys, you know, be carted off, and it, it, it's good news that they have movement in their toes, and the game goes on. We as fans, players, everyone acknowledges that is part of playing this game. This was so clearly different. When, as soon as I heard Joe Buck say the word CPR, I felt like everyone knew, okay, this is unprecedented territory for everyone. Yeah. No one in the NFL has dealt with this. And because of that, it was, I thought it was unfortunate that folks that have previously always wanted to use, you know, the NFL as a punching bag at times said, ah, look, another instance they don't care about. That's not what this was. This was moment by moment, scary situation for everyone. And I don't think there was ever a plan to have that game resumed once it was clear this young man's life was in danger. Uh, Nick Wright joining us first things first. Uh, I, I, I suggested this this morning out of respect for the family. Um, it's a tie. You don't replay the game. Um, it's a tie, whatever the seed is. The reality is, I've heard this from a couple coaches, since technology has improved the ability for a quarterback to hear a coach on the road, home field just doesn't mean what it used to four or five years ago. And, you know, if the Chiefs get the one seed, I don't think anybody argues this is a tie. Let the chips fall where they may. Cincinnati played road games to the Super Bowl last year. I My takeaway is don't play this thing. If they meet later, that's great. What do you do, although it's obviously secondary today, what do you do with the game? Sure. What do we do? What do we do with it? I think that I don't think it's something that can be decreed. I think it has to be a discussion, and I think the Bills get to take lead on it. I think that the Bills get to, you know, have the loudest voice in the room. Do you want this? It obviously can't be a loss for either team. That would be an absurdity. Right. Do you guys want it to be a tie, 
or do you want to try to play it, recognizing it's going to be condensed weeks going into the most important, you know, the, the playoff part of your season? I think you're right that I think what they will do is call this a tie. And I don't know, there is no fair way to go about this. I think that would be the fairest way if that is what Buffalo wants to do. And I, yeah, I mean, I don't, you're right. That is obviously not the focal point today, but that is something that the NFL is going to have to decide upon at some point and probably some point relatively soon. And I would let the Bills coaches and players have the loudest voice in that room in deciding that. So I have um, spent a lot of time with, um, on the internet with a lot of the medical professionals, just kind of following them. That's where I'm getting the most accurate information. So um, if I could encourage you to do that, uh, you're going to get some pretty accurate stuff from the people in the medical field. Mike Tomlin, by the way, this young man, DeMar Hamlin from Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin knew him, watched his journey, and talked about what he saw last night. I'll say this about uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, Man, it's a really personal thing for me, uh, being a Pittsburgher. And that young man being a Pittsburgher, I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. Um, just got a lot of respect and love for him as a human being. Um, his commitment to the pursuit of his uh, goals and dreams of doing what it is he's doing right now, which is playing in the NFL. And to watch him make personal decisions and, and, and make that a realization, um, it's just an honor to get to know young people like that. Um. DeMar Hamlin's toy drive, which was, I forget the early number, it was at like thirty or forty or fifty thousand dollars, is now at a three point five million dollars. So people in Cincinnati, Buffalo, obviously, and around the country are donating um, at pretty high levels. They're up to three and a half million dollars on the DeMar Hamlin toy drive. Uh, that is the best of us. For Ryan and uh, Jason McIntyre today, first things first is around the corner. You'll want to check that out. Um, live in Los Angeles on a somber day. It's the Hurt. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.